Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's up, Hot breath Averse? Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast. We're doing something different and special today. But nonetheless, you know what time it is. Hot <sighs> That is right, hot brethren and sistren. This is the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers. And today, we're doing something a little different that I think you're really going to enjoy. This is, I will say, the first day in almost four years of doing this show that I missed the Monday. Yes, this is Tuesday, because some of you reached out to me yesterday like, hey, where's the podcast? Hey, it's here. Thank you all that have reached out, showing support slash concern, but thank you also to those of you that reached out showing support for my comedy special taping. I just did this past Sunday, September 15th, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. So that is why I didn't have a podcast coming out yesterday, because, hey, I was busy trying to make comedy history. And a lot of you reached out with, you know, support and encouragement, but also questions about my process and the lessons I learned. So I thought it would be valuable to all of you listening to share the top five lessons I learned from producing my own comedy special. This is good for comedy fans and also comedians that are thinking about doing this themselves. There are a lot of things I had to learn the hard way that I want to make as easy as possible for you. So we're going to jump right into this. This is a kind of a new format as well. I mainly do interviews on here, but this will be a good experiment in just what you enjoy or don't enjoy. And I'm also going to be doing a live Q&A about this topic at some point as well. So here are my top five lessons learned from producing my own comedy special. So the number one thing, and by all means, these are not the only lessons you can learn from doing this. These are not the only things you need to know to start yours. There are things that I will learn as I'm starting to edit this and even as I learn as I talk to other people who have produced their own specials along the way. So these are just the things I've learned just most top of mind 48 hours after filming my special. It's amazing. So <laughs> the special is amazing, but just climbing that mountain has been amazing. And the first thing you're going to want to do is, I mean, it is a mountain. It is a lot of work. So think about first why you want to do this, okay? Why do you want to produce your own comedy special? Why do you want a special out there? Why? Every comedian and their agent seem to have a special right now, so it seems like the cool, hip thing to do, and maybe you want to be cool and hip, or maybe you want to get on Netflix, or maybe you want to get on Amazon or another platform, or you just want to release it independently, or you just want to have all this material documented somewhere. I mean, really just think 
And I'm not saying for all of these lessons and questions, I'm not saying you need all these answers right now. I'm just saying, take the time, and it took me time to find these answers, but take the time to really look at why you're doing this. And that's really going to help when it is 5.30 the morning of your special taping and you're driving back from Greenville to get back in time to do rehearsal and set up all the production and all that jazz. Like it's a lot of work. So having that why will help to make all the work worth it and also help to guide your decision-making because you're going to have a lot of options, but knowing your why will help to really hone in on the style and the overall feel and mission and voice of your special. Because it's very important that your special has your your own unique voice and flair to it, if you will. Because so many people are releasing specials. So how can you make yours different? That could be a theme. That could be where you shoot it. There's so many different ways you can do it. But it's just really thinking about that ahead of time, how you can stand out. So my why was to inspire others to do the same. So it's to inspire comedians to, oh, hey, we can DIY this. We can just make our own special. It's to inspire people sitting in a cubicle right now that aren't comedians but maybe have a passion for graphic design or for dance or for jewelry making. It's to inspire them to create their own success, to invest in themselves and create their own success. So that's really the mission behind my special, along with, of course, you know, getting my face out there more, connecting with new fans, getting this material that I've been building over the past decade out and documented somewhere so I can move on and kind of shake the etch-a-sketch and start fresh. But that's really my why, and the main core of it is to inspire others to do the same in whatever it is their dreams or passions are. So that has really helped to guide exactly what and why and how. So think about that. You don't need the answer right now. Some of you may have it, and that answer may evolve. All of my ideas of this special have evolved, and I'm sure as I start to edit it as well that that will continue to evolve as well. And the, But the overall core, the overall mission is to profile an authentic experience of a comedian who's been out here on the DIY hustle for almost 10 years, creating his own special and hoping to inspire others to do the same in whatever their passions are. The second thing is to who? Have a qualified and trusted team around you. I'm telling you right now, you can't do it yourself, all right? Every successful person has a successful team around them, period. And that's something that took me, trust me, several years to learn, okay? I wanted to do it all myself, and it's, it's on me, and I tell you what, it's going to be on me, and it's going to be amazing. There, you, you, need a, you need a strong team. You need a supportive team around you. So that could be just someone as close to you as your wife. My wife is a, has been a great member of the team and helping – not only fulfill the vision, but keeping me motivated and encouraged and just keeping me inspired about what is possible and why I'm doing it. It's always good to have that 
trusted voice to help in the low times that no, you're doing this to inspire others. No one said it's going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. So having someone close to you like that is very valuable. And even in the, the team sense of getting this done to the highest standard possible. So that, that came down to one, uh, my opener, my opener, Tyler Chronicles, who's been on this podcast twice now, He's been on Hot Breath episode 92 and 140. This is a guy who inspired me to think bigger. In his first episode, he was talking about having this vision board and these specific visions and these specific goals, all the way down to financial goals, to personal goals, just goal achieving. And he, he had this vision board. And then when we follow up in episode 140... He has achieved all of these goals and then some. It's He's the first comic that really showed me to think bigger, but also in a smart way to where, yeah, think bigger. Okay, what does that mean? What, what, what do you want to do? What seems unachievable, but making it a goal and then working towards it every single day? You know, filming this special. That was a mountain to climb that took a lot of time and preparation and organization and coordination, but it was on the it was on the goal for this year, and uh, we did it. But it was all really thanks to Tyler embedding that mindset. And I hope that you can go listen to his episodes. I'm linking those in the show notes, or even just hearing this little soundbite here will inspire you to create your own goals. I mean, he showed me the vision board. And I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And then he when I follow up with him, and he's actually done all of them. And then some it it's that's all the proof I needed. So he was actually willing to come through the show, open up the show, and just murder it. And I knew <laughs> even my wife said she, she, she was like, Are you sure you want someone better than you opening your comedy special? That's love. Remember teammates? That's the supportive voice we needed. So Yes, I did, because I knew he would come in there and absolutely destroy the room and make me have to work for it. He's legitimately one of the funniest people on the planet and has been. And it was a, just an honor with everything he has going on right now that he was willing to come. He was actually headlining a comedy club in Atlanta the same night, but he was willing to come through my show first, bless the stage. So that's a good team member to have. Someone you know that you've learned from that... You guys can learn, still learn from each other, but it's just, it's an organic kind of teammate. Along with, I had my best friend from high school come out, Stephen Fine, who's a film filmmaker out there. He just released his uh, awesome film called Love Shot. It's on Netflix and Amazon and all that jazz. And he flew out the afternoon. My show was at 6 p.m. He, he landed at 2 p.m., came straight to the theater, and then left the next day for like a 10 o'clock flight. So that's a teammate I just needed there. So he was willing to make the trip. And he's someone that he's kind of like the Larry David to my Seinfeld, if you will. He's just like, he's been my right-hand man since we were freshmen in high school. And just a teammate I needed there to help. He actually operated one of the cameras. We had a few cameras roaming around, but he, was, he actually was operating one of them. So it was cool to have him. And then speaking of... The production side of it, if we want to get more in the weeds on just you know who to work with and even where to do it. First things first, the venue. 
where do you where do you want this to be? Okay, and yes, this is all still following under the umbrella lesson of having a qualified and trusted team. So the venue I picked, the Basement Theater right here in Atlanta, this was actually the first venue that ever headlined me. Ever headlined me. Like this was oh, maybe like three years into comedy. Uh, the theater's been around for like 15 years. The owner, Jay Star, is a fan of comedy. He's a fan of supporting comedians. And I knew this would be a place that would support this production in terms of giving us the flexibility to come in on a random afternoon, see where we want to set up cameras, and then get in the venue again and see how we want to do the audio setup. And like, it's, I just, I worked with a venue. Like, I interviewed Joe Pettis on here, who's one of the top show producers in the Southeast. And he said, you want to work with venues that want to work with you. Same thing with your special. Okay. Work with a venue that wants to work with you wherever that is. So this place just had a special place in my heart and a special place in Atlanta comedy. And I wanted to um, shoot my first special there. So that's why I picked that venue. So whatever venue you pick, just make sure there's a personal organic reason to it beyond just, Oh, well that's, that's where all the cool kids go, so that's where I want to be. Give it some heartfelt thought. And when it comes to the production team, I hooked up with my man Dante, who actually, if any of you know, I did an online course with Frequency Media here in Atlanta, which is um, it's a podcasting production network. I mean, they've worked with people like, you know, uh, Apple and uh, Salesforce, all these big companies they produce podcasts for. And we actually collaborated on writing and filming an online comedy course. Or not online comedy course, online podcasting course. So I can link that in the show notes as well if you want to go check out just the trailer. It's a fun, it's a fun theme we came up with. But Dante was the sound guy on that set when we filmed and I liked how he worked. I, I liked that he was professional and very knowledgeable and very nice. And I was like, this is someone I'd like to work with. So got his information. When I locked in a date, I was like, hey, are you available to help with my special? And he's like, let's do it. So I, I separated. I've heard horror stories of people just hiring a video guy and being like, all right, do everything. All right, you can do the sound and worry about the video and editing. It's like, I separated the two responsibilities. So I had a video crew and I had Dante, the audio engineer. I wanted to make sure I worked with people that are very well versed in what they do and just let them do what they do, okay? Now the video team probably could have done audio, but it's like, it would have taken away from their ability to do the video because now they're trying to think of this. Like, it's just the easier you can make it on your team, the better. So I was like, hey, let me hire an audio guy and just worry about the audio for him. And then I have a video team, just worry about the video for them. And what I'm also going to do with the audio is make this an album as well. So it's going to be a comedy special, but also an album. So I want to make sure the audio was as crisp and clear as possible for that album and special, of course. So I hired Dante to take care of that, a professional audio engineer. Yes, I invested in professionals because I am producing a professional comedy special. And finally, when it comes to the team, the video team. 
Now, I worked with Blind Lincoln Productions, family-run business run by uh, Isaac Stackhouse. He also produces podcasts for people and things like that, but Blind Lincoln is his like video production arm. And how we connected? Right here, through the podcast. He was a fan of Hot Breath. He reached out, wanted me to be on his podcast. I did his podcast, The Daily Stack, and we just kept in touch. And I realized he did all these cool things. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about producing this special. What do you think? And not only, not only, and this is why it's important to have a team. Because if I just asked the video guy and I was like, hey, will you just come film my special? And be like, okay, cool. I'll show up the day of and film the special. But Isaac was super hands-on and even just what we want the feel of the special to be. And also, he followed me around like three weeks prior. We like, it would be cool to document this. So he was following me to open mics, to road gigs, all the way up till the day of the special, documenting the process. So this, this special has grown beyond just like your standard comedy special format. And a big part of that is the team. So really think about the team. And the team evolves and grows, okay? I thought I was going to work with one one group of people on the production side, but it has since evolved. But even the people I thought I was going to work with, they have been so hands-on in just providing whatever insight they can and whatever feedback they can into not only the production, but also just the story and what I'm trying to convey. So they've become, they didn't necessarily video the show, but they have become creative consultants in just the overall vision and feel of it so just just um you know don't get too hard pressed in your ways just let the team kind of organically form okay this is <laughs> yeah I think this team has been building over the past 10 years it's not like I just woke up January 1st and was like oh there's my video guy there's my audio guy there's my opener it's it's a process okay but I'm hoping this episode just inspires you to start the process. And it is a process, okay? So moving on to episode three. Let me take a swig of my hot breath water real quick. Mm. Ah, Fontis. I mean, you guys know the water. I was giving away waters at the uh, the comedy special taping. People are like, oh, I'm never drinking this. Like, I'm leaving this. There were people there at the show... I like signed waters. It was really cool. So, moving on. And speaking of team, I mean, Fontis Water, you know, thinking of the podcast, those of you who've been listening for a long time, you know, they've been making custom labels for me for years. So, it's cool. And this water bottle was on stage with me at the special. That's for the culture there. They didn't even ask me to do it. So, moving on. That was all having a qualified and trusted team. That was lesson number two. Lesson number three, being prepared. All right, because that may seem obvious, but I've been working on this material and it's been accumulating for almost 10 years now. So I've been working very hard at developing this material and I thought... 
it was all just going to kind of fall in place. I was like, oh, I've been doing this almost a decade. I know the material. It'll just all kind of fall into place. But And I just focused more on, okay, the production side. I need to get all these things in line. And should I have sponsors? Or what's the thing? Like, I was worried about everything but the actual show for a little while. And then it kind of hit me about like two or three weeks out. I was like, oh, I'm like telling a story. Like, yes, I have all this material. But it's like, how can I weave it into an organic story? That took a lot of preparation. By preparation, I mean the Saturday before the show, I'm standing in my hotel room rehearsing the entire set over and over and over again. I actually went on Instagram Live, for those of you that follow me. I actually went on Instagram Live and just showed the rehearsal process. Set up my camera in my hotel room and just showed me rehearsing the entire comedy special and taking notes as I go. That was something I did not anticipate. I was like, oh, I know the material. That's the easy part. And then it was starting to come down on the wire. And it's the day before. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't know the material. Like, in the order, I wanted it to all kind of weave in. So, with the preparation came a lot of open mics, which uh, Blind Lincoln was following me around for three weeks leading up to it. We documented a lot of me going to open mics, and then I was at Stardome for a full weekend working out the set in Birmingham, and then I was in a Greenville at the Comedy Zone there the following weekend, the weekend of the special, working out the set. So, just to let you know, the day of the special, I'm up at 5.30 a.m. in Greenville, South Carolina, driving back so I can get back in time to just get everything organized and get to the theater so we can get set up from production-wise and to do a rehearsal because I did another rehearsal before the show. So I'm in there. They're setting up cameras, and we do like a dress rehearsal where they're playing around with the cameras and how they want to shoot it, and I'm running through the entire set. So, yeah, preparation. And the, why preparation is so important is because it's – it just gives you the confidence. So when it is, so by the time it came to showtime and I was about to go on, I was like, all right, we're ready. We're ready for this. All right, you've, you've put in the work. Now it's just time to enjoy all the work you've done. But I will say, for my next comedy special, I will be even more prepared on the set side because I was cramming and it did come down to the wire more. And for the next one, I definitely don't want to do that. I want to have the set like hammered down and check that off the list because I'm in the, I'm in the green room before the show, even just like making my set list and kind of just running through all the bullet points in my head. And it's, it was nerve wracking, but we got it done and it was exciting and I'm excited for you to hear and see it. But with that being said, and me saying I want to, I did this to inspire other people to do and pursue their own passions. And if you're if you're a comedian and you you're like, oh, I want to do my own special, just remember, as my fourth lesson, be patient. Okay, like be patient in this process. Like I said, this team didn't form overnight. That took some patience for it to organically form. Be patient in the sense of, are you, um, 
are you doing a special at the right time? You know, that can go back to your why as well. So is a special what you need to do at this moment? Because I can tell you that from personal experience, I had been offered to tape a special twice before producing my own. And this is where someone else would have produced it. So I'm so grateful I didn't go down that avenue. And no offense to them, but it just, it just, the timing wasn't right. It just didn't feel organic. Um, I was honored and flattered that they would even ask if I wanted to do it, but it just wasn't the right timing. So I actually turned down a couple offers to do this earlier in my career and I could not be more thrilled. So think in patience of, oh my gosh, everyone's producing a special and I don't want to be left out and I want to, I want to have a special with my face on it. You know, just be patient. Okay. Half of this game, just, just focus on getting funny first. Okay. I didn't even think about, Oh, I need a special or I should be doing an album or I should be more blah, 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 blah. I didn't even think in terms of like business or branding until maybe six or seven years in before I realized, okay, I have a funny product that I'm willing to start sharing with people. I just, I put my head down and just hit the stage for like six or seven years straight, just working, just trying to get as funny as possible. So when I do feel like I have something worth selling, I can do it with confidence because I know what was the last lesson? I'm prepared. Exactly. So maybe a special isn't, maybe this isn't the time for a special, but hey, maybe record an album. Hot Sister and Sam Severin, one of my favorite comedians, and she's right here in Atlanta. She was actually Hot Breath Episode 147. She produced her own uh, comedy album. So she came on here and talked about that process. And you know what? The comedy album, which you can get on iTunes and all that jazz, and I will link her episode in the show notes, her comedy album uh, was like 20 minutes long. So there's no right or wrong to this, okay? She had some material she was proud of at, her, at this juncture in her career, so she recorded it and made an album. Just the success of... <laughs> of finishing something will give you immense confidence that, oh, well, what else is possible? Like I talked about with Tyler giving me that mindset. Maybe, maybe start there. You know, just record a quick, you know, little 20-minute 20, uh, 20 album. Just start there. Just chip away at it. You don't need all an elephant in one bite. But that all comes back to your why as well, Okay. Why do you want a special? Or why do you want a comedy album? And most importantly, I mean, number five, I talked about, uh, you know, being prepared, being patient, and also, number five, being ready. I mean, is when you record an album or you record a special, this is forever. So, is this how you want to be perceived pretty much. I mean, do you want this on your record forever? I do that. I have a checklist that I go through when I'm approached with projects. And some of those are like, um, 
how will this look in like five or 10 years? Uh, is this, is this a project I believe in? Do I care about the outcome of this project or am I just doing it for a quick buck? Same thing with your, you know, your material you're doing right now. And if you want to do a special, it's like, okay, well, how will this look in five or 10 years? Am I even ready to do this? Am I even ready? Because trust me, trust me, I know. And I've interviewed almost 200 comics who have shared the same sentiment that we at times can take our eyes off our own paper and start looking at what everyone else is doing. And like, oh man, well they've got that. I deserve that. They aren't even funny. It's, or, well they're over there. Well that's a good idea. I'll just, I'll, I'll do that too because it worked for them. I'm telling you right now, one of the main lessons I've learned in doing this podcast and interviewing so many comics is that there's no right way. There's only your way, Okay. So really keep that in mind in the being ready aspect. I've been doing comedy almost 10 years and that's not a passive 10 years. It's not like I've been kind of doing an open mic here or there, maybe perform a once a week or whatever. I mean, this is literally like this has been my life <laughs> for almost 10 years. Just eat, breathe, sleep, comedy. And how can I get better? So leading up to my 10 year, I thought this would be the perfect timing to do a special. And really, at the beginning of this year, the goal started out as this, I'll just record, I'll record a comedy album this year. That'll be a good step into introducing myself to a bigger audience. But then I met Blind Lincoln and realized, oh, this can be bigger. You know, so just, just, you know, be ready. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass comedy, okay? Especially with how much comedy is out there, the more quality comedy we can get out into such a saturated market, the better it's going to be for comedy. You know, all, what is it, all rising tides rise all boats or kooks tulba or... All melting ice caps raise sea levels so all boats rise. <laughs> okay. So, be ready. Let me drink a little more water. By the way, you can you can get some of these waters too. If you shoot me a message on the website and I'll ship them to you. So, website's hotbreathpodcast.com or joelbyerscomedy.com. And also in being ready, you know, this is an investment of not only time. So luckily I had the time to help put all this together because comedy is my full-time job, which wasn't until about six or seven years in after I'd built up a nest egg and enough, enough of my network and enough uh, skill set, I felt like that I could become a professional and start touring around and making a living at this. So being ready in the sense of skill and also being ready in the sense of financial investment, you know, this is not something to sell your house for. You know, I mean, this is a moment in my career where I'm willing to bet on me. So I am going, going to the blackjack table and taking my cards and being like, this is what I'm playing. What do you got, dealer? The dealer being life. We're going to see what the dealer has for us. But I feel ready and I felt prepared 
which gave me the confidence to make this financial decision. So I knew I wanted, when I did a special, I want to look professional. I want to look polished. So that requires you working with professional and polished people, you know, and that comes, you get what you pay for in this game. I'm sure you've all at some point cut corners in some way, whether it's on a t-shirt printer or it's on like a sound guy, it's just at any level, you've tried to cut a corner and you got what you paid for either immediately or down the line. You know, you go and buy some of the, you know, you go and buy some cheap clothes somewhere because they look cool. And then as soon as you wash them, <laughs> those pants turn into capri pants, you know. So make sure you want to invest and knowing your why will make your investment kind of goal more clear. So I knew I wanted to, as the why, inspire if we want to talk directly to comics, inspire comics to DIY their own success, invest in themselves and do it. So I didn't, you know, I remember seeing uh, Andrew Schultz, who, who's been on here, you know, his, he taped his own special and put it out because no one else would pick it up. And now look at him. He has created his own success. But his special, I heard him say on Joey Diaz podcast, it was like 25 or 30 grand. So for most of us, it's like, wait, 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 what? how much? Wait, is there even that much money in the world? So I, I wanted to do it at a price point that is um, attainable for people as well. I wanted the production quality to not suffer, but also show people that with the right team, you can create a quality special at a reasonable price, but there is a price that I was willing to pay to invest into me to then hopefully inspire you to do the same when you are ready and when you are prepared and when you have been patient. So I hope that's been helpful, y'all. You know, the vision with this is to inspire others to create their own success. This is all, this will start out did video and audio. So I'm releasing it as an album and a comedy special but what I want to do moving forward here is really hear from you. I've had people reaching out with questions and things like that. And I want us all to come together at the same time and kind of have a discussion about this topic because so many people are doing comedy specials and you're, you're like, you can get FOMO of like, well, whoa, maybe am I, am I even a comedian if I don't have a special? So it's, it's your why. Why do you want a comedy special? Okay, make sure a big theme of this has been make sure it's just organic and it just naturally fits. So what I'd like to do is today is Tuesday, September 17th. Oh, and anybody in Chattanooga, I'll be in your city tonight. So pull up on a kid if you listen to this the day of. So let's do Friday... September 20th at 1 p.m. I want to do a live Q&A about this topic. So where we want to do this is at the Facebook group, the Hot Breath Comedy Network. So if you're not a, f a member of it yet, 
we have almost 200 members now. It's so great. It's growing. If you're not a member yet, go on Facebook, and I will link it in the show notes as well. But go on Facebook and search Hot Breath Comedy Network. Request to join. Let me know how you found the show. And then you're going to be connected with listeners from around the world sharing tips and tricks and favorite moments of the show. And it's just kind of like a town hall for all of us to come together. So this Friday, September 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be on there doing a Facebook Live Q&A answering any questions you have about producing your own comedy special. All right? So let's connect. You know, that's why this podcast has grown into a comedy mastery platform, not only for me to learn about comedy, but to help other comics learn about comedy the right way. Because we have mentioned comedy is becoming more and more saturated, so the more quality comedy we can create, the better comedy is going to be. So that is a mission of this show for sure. Helping people suck less at comedy. (laughs) That's the new tagline. But if you did enjoy this as well, please, 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 Not only go join that Facebook group, but connect with me directly on all social media, you know, at Joel Byers Comedy, and let's just, I would love to hear what you liked about this, and if you want to hear more episodes like this, because it has been more interview driven, but if there's a moment like this that's happening in my career, as I think you you all have learned that even in how I steer my interviews, Some of it is like, well, this is the point I'm at in my career. Do you have any advice for me? So I'm learning as well as you are, and we're kind of learning together. But anything I can help to share along the way, if there are other kind of topics you would like me to discuss in this more long-form topic, topic, long-form conversation, please, I would be interested to hear from you because that's how we learn and grow is from each other. So... I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed doing the special. So as we recap, top five lessons learned from my DIY comedy special. My why? Getting a qualified and trusted team. Being prepared. Being patient. And being ready. So that is all. That is this week's Hot Breath episode. Hot brethren and sister, and thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my gosh, I had a blast doing this. So I will see you Friday, September 20th at the Hot Breath Comedy Network Facebook group for a live Q&A about this topic. I love you. And until next Monday, right here on... Oh... Even at this episode, I'm going to have to thank my wife at the end of it. So thank you to you that listened or watched this. Thank you to my wife, Erin Byers, who not only made the theme song for this show that you're hearing right now, that theme song she made on GarageBand. We also got a dog. Her and the dog were sitting front row at the comedy special. And the dog's going to be incorporated into the show as well. You'll see. You got you to gotta see the special. But now that I've thanked her, I can now close us out with Until Next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. <sighs> Thank <sighs> you.
Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.